Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Week 5 NFL Player Prop Show. I'm Dylan Bird, here for the first time on Sal's YouTube channel. First, I want to thank Sal for giving me this opportunity to do this show for every single week, the rest of the football season. And next, I want to say how excited I am to not only hit some props, but also, more importantly, interact with everyone watching on social media. You could follow me at sports underscore bird. Also, I run my own YouTube channel where I do videos each Tuesday and Friday. Tuesdays, we do waiver wire advice. And then Fridays, I do my college football spread picks. So, you know, if you like that stuff, be sure to subscribe to me there at my YouTube channel, SportsBird. And before we jump into things here, make sure to like this video and subscribe to this channel if you haven't already. All these player props we're going to be talking about today are from Monkey Knife Fight, who is the sponsor of this weekly NFL player prop show. You go onto Monkey Knife Fight and they will match your deposit 100% up to $50 with promo code VETRI, V-E-T-R-I. And if you love prop betting, Monkey Knife Fight is an amazing place to take advantage of this great deposit bonus. Let's get started. The first player prop we're going to look at today is Tyler Boyd, five and a half receptions. The Cincinnati Bengals wide receiver goes up against the Baltimore Ravens. Pretty tough matchup for him, but his likely matchup is Marlon Humphrey, where he has a 6% matchup advantage. Now, again, like I said, tough matchup, but one interesting thing that I did find is that the Cincinnati Bengals are passing the ball more than almost any team in the entire NFL, I guess because, you know, they're down a lot, so they got to pass the ball, but they're second in the NFL in passing attempts as a team behind the Dallas Cowboys, who are, because of their bad defense, just passing an insane amount, but so are the Bengals. Burrow is, Joe Burrow is currently averaging 44.2 passing attempts per game. And as a result, the receivers are benefiting. You have Tyler Boyd, who is second in slot snaps with 169, third in routes run with 172. And his last three games, he's gone for seven catches, 10 catches, seven catches. I'm going with the over here. I think that the Bengals are going to be losing by a decent amount to the Baltimore Ravens. They're going to have to throw the ball like they have been lately. And as a result, Tyler Boyd is going to go over five and a half receptions here. For a second player prop, we have the same exact line, five and a half receptions on Darren Waller, tight end of the Las Vegas Raiders, going up against the Kansas City Chiefs, the best team in the NFL. Now, Waller actually has a very good matchup this week. He matches up with Anthony Hitchens, 42% matchup advantage. But I just want to point out how good Waller has been this year and how important he is to this Las Vegas offense. 29.2% target share, which is first amongst tight ends. 40 targets, which is first amongst tight ends. 29 receptions, which is also first amongst tight ends. The Raiders are probably going to be getting destroyed by Kansas City. They're going to have to throw a lot. And and with Ruggs questionable, um, and even if Ruggs plays, they're going to have to rely on Darren Waller a lot in the passing game. This is something that they've done several times this year. Now, if you look at all four games that Waller has played in, aside from week three, where Waller was a bit banged up, he only had four targets. He only had two catches for nine yards. He's been an absolute tank. Week one, he had eight targets. Week two, he had 16 targets, 12 receptions. And week four, he had 12 targets, once again, double-digit targets, and nine receptions. So I think that Waller, given the fact that Vegas, historically the last few years, gets killed by Kansas City, they probably will again. I think they'll be down by a lot. I think they'll be throwing the ball a lot. And who are they going to rely on? Their most reliable target, Darren Waller. I'm picking the over here. For our third player prop, we're going to look at Baker Mayfield's passing yards line, which is at 246 and a half against the Indianapolis Colts. Going into last year, obviously, there was so much hype around Baker. The offense looked great, did not live up to expectations. This year, maybe with Kitchens out, people thought that his stats would, you know, kind of sky this year with that same offense in a different offensive system. And it has not so far. 
Baker Mayfield has only surpassed 200 yard 200 yards passing one time in the first four weeks. And last week, the most interesting thing about the Browns game is that the Browns put up 49 points. Baker Mayfield only had 165 passing yards, which is pretty wild. And he does fit. He does have a tough matchup here against the Indianapolis Colts, who have one of the best defenses in the league. The Colts are first in coverage right now, and they're seventh in pass rush. They're also ninth in pressure rate. I think Baker is going to have a very, very tough time against Indy here. I'm taking the under with Baker. He hasn't gone over 246 and a half passing yards yet this year. I don't see why he would against an Indianapolis defense that is extremely good, one of the best defenses in the league. One other thing I'm looking at here is that the Browns have a 23% run blocking advantage against the Colts. They're number one in run blocking, and that's where they have been winning their games. The Browns are 3-1, and one, and it's much in part due to their running game. I think they're going to continue to do that in this game against the Colts, and they're going to run the ball. Baker Mayfield will go under 246.5 passing yards. And for our fourth player prop, we are going to stick with the Cleveland Browns and go to Kareem Hunt's rushing yards player prop, which is at 65.5 right now. Now, Hunt has been outstanding, even with Nick Chubb in this year. Now, Nick Chubb is injured. He's out this week and beyond with a knee injury. Now, as I just mentioned before when talking about Baker Mayfield, the Browns have a 23% run blocking advantage in this game and are first in run blocking this year. And even with Chubb in the lineup for these first three and a half weeks, Chubb has surpassed 70 rushing yards three times. Two, obviously, two of those games were when Chubb was was actually playing, so Hunt was not like the sole guy. Hunt last week had 11 carries, 71 yards, and two touchdowns on the ground. Now, the one interesting thing is that Dearness Johnson did receive a decent amount of the snap share compared to Kareem Hunt, and Dearness Johnson also received 13 carries compared to Kareem Hunt's 11. And I do expect Johnson to get a lot of carries in this game, but I still expect Hunt's role to increase, as he'll be the starting running back now with Nick Chubb out. Hunt has been great this year. He's averaging five and a half yards per touch, fourth in yards created. I like his over here. Kareem Hunt over 65 and a half rushing yards in this game. The next line we're going to look at is Arizona Cardinals wide receiver DeAndre Hopkins against the New York Jets is currently at seven and a half receptions for that line. Jets are tough to talk about for me. I'm a New York Jets fan and it is not going well this season, nor has it gone well the last decade. But we're going to talk about him. Right now, DeAndre Hopkins is averaging 11.5 targets per game. He currently has 39 receptions on the season, which leads the NFL. He's on pace to shatter Michael Thomas's receptions record from last season. And Hopkins has been great. I pretty much expected this going into Arizona, a new situation where he doesn't have to deal with the Texans. He didn't have to deal with Bill O'Brien, and he gets a young rising quarterback in Kyler Murray. I expected this going into the season. Now, did I expect him to be getting 16 targets in game one? and then follow it up with nine targets and then 12 targets in weeks two and three. I don't think I expected him to do that well. Now, he has been outstanding this season. He did have a little bit of a down week last week where he had only seven receptions for 41 yards. But the fact that I'm saying only seven receptions is just a sign of how good he is doing. He'll match up here against Bless Austin and Pierre Desir. Now, Bless Austin, Hopkins will have a huge matchup advantage against Desir. He's been kind of up and down this year. Now, you saw last week on Thursday Night Football, Jerry Judy absolutely mossed Pierre Desir for his first career touchdown. And then later in the game, Desir ends up with a pick six. So Desir, he's been up and down, but I think Hopkins will hold a pretty substantial advantage over him as well, in addition to Bless Austin. And the Jets currently rank 28th in coverage. Just really, really bad secondary, not a good pass defense at all. Their defense is really solid against the run, but not against the pass. I expect Hopkins to return to his form from the first few weeks of the season, 
and I am betting against the Jets and going with Hopkins over seven and a half receptions. For our sixth player prop, we are looking at Robbie Anderson's reception line, which is at five and a half, the same as Tyler Boyd, the same as Darren Waller. Now, Robbie Anderson has absolutely thrived this season. He is free of Adam Gase. Every single player who is freed from Adam Gase, whether it be Tannehill, whether it be Devontae Parker, whether it be Kenyon Drake, whether it be Mike Kosicki, they thrive without him. And Robbie Anderson is another example of that. He is thriving as the number one wide receiver as of now in Carolina. Obviously, DJ Moore is there, but Anderson has produced more than DJ Moore this year. No pun intended. But this number seems a little bit low to me. Five and a half. Um, I expect a very high scoring matchup between two bad defenses here in Atlanta and in Carolina. Atlanta has some injuries in the secondary, so I expect Carolina to exploit that. Joe Brady's offense has looked absolutely great so far. I knew he would be phenomenal in the NFL, and he looks the part so far. Anderson has a 29% matchup advantage against Kendall Sheffield, who he's matching up against. He has a 25.5% target share so far this season, averaging 8.5 targets per game. He has 28 receptions on the year through four games. He went for 8 for 99 last week. And there was only one week that Anderson was under 5.5 receptions. That was week three against the Chargers. The bottom line is I trust Anderson's role in Carolina right now. I think he goes over five and a half receptions. I think that this is a high scoring game with a ton of passing. And I do not think that Atlanta's defense, their secondary more specifically, will be able to hold Carolina or hold Robbie Anderson. I know what you're thinking right now. Six props in and we have five overs and one under. Look, I'm an opportunist. I see the glass as half full, not half empty. I see the line sometimes as overs not unders. Some weeks there are going to be more overs than unders, but I'm sure that some weeks there'll be more unders than overs as well. This week I happen to love a ton of the overs, so there are heavy on the overs. I know some of you guys want to see carnage and want to see me throw a bunch of unders in there as well. Look, I think overs are more fun to bet personally, so sometimes I see more overs than I see unders. This is one of those weeks, but let's keep it going. Our seventh player prop, we have Dalvin Cook of the Minnesota Vikings at 88 and a half rushing yards against the Seattle Seahawks on Sunday night. Dalvin Cook went for 181 rushing yards in week three and 130 rushing yards in week four. I get it. He's been absolutely insane. He's tearing it up this year. However, Minnesota ranks last in run blocking advantage this week at minus 56%. And Seattle has the number one run defense in the league. They're third in tackling. Look, Cook may score his fantasy points. He may get his touchdowns. But I like Seattle to keep him in check in terms of yardage. I just think that their run defense is too good and Minnesota's run blocking advantage is so substantially not in their favor that I think Cook is going to go under 88 and a half. This is an extremely high line for this game and I'm going to take advantage of that and take the under. Now this is a scary bet. I get it. It's almost like where something happens in a game and you get Tony Romo in the booth going, ooh, Jim, that's this. You just kind of put it in, put the bet in. You kind of close your eyes and just hope it happens. I think Dalvin Cook is going to go under in this game. This is a overreaction of a line based on the last two performances. But looking at the matchup here, it is not a good matchup for him. I'm taking the under. For my eighth player prop, we're going to the same game. Opposing running back, Chris Carson. His rushing yards line is at 68.5 for this game. Now, the Seahawks are pretty much the opposite of Minnesota rushing in this game. They have a 40% run blocking advantage, and the Vikings are 31st against the run. Now, Chris Carson has been great this season. I expect it to continue against Minnesota on Sunday night. 
If I can make a prop bet, Chris Carson to have more rushing yards than Dalvin Cook this week, I would. I think it's a huge Carson night. I think Seattle's going to be up against a Minnesota team that has looked not great so far. I think Carson is going to rack up those yards, and I think he's going to go over 68.5 rushing yards on Sunday night. For my ninth and final player prop, we are going to look at one of my favorite lines of the week. We have Justin Jefferson at 63.5 receiving yards. Now, the Vikings have been such an interesting team this year. Started 0-3, won last week against the Texans. Not a huge accomplishment, I know. But it's been weird because they have these receivers, Alvin Cook, who you could use in the passing game. And Kirk Cousins has not yet thrown the ball over 30 times this year. He's been throwing the ball in the mid-20s in terms of attempts every single game, despite the fact that they were 0-3 and down in some of these games. Now, the Vikings, like I said with Dalvin Cook, they're going to struggle to run the football against Seattle. Secondly, they're going to need to throw the ball a lot because I think they're going to be down in this game. It's going to be a passing game for them. And Seattle does not have a good passing defense at all. They currently rank last in the NFL in passing yards allowed per game at 401. Justin Jefferson is the highest graded pro football focus wide receiver this year so far through four games, which is pretty crazy. And guess who's second? Adam Thielen. But I think it's so impressive the fact that four weeks into this season, you have a rookie who has the number one spot on pro football focus's wide receiver grades. And he has a favorable matchup in this game. Pro Football Focus has him against Trey Flowers, which he has a huge advantage. Now, I know he's in the slot sometimes also, so he'll face other guys. But the bottom line is that Seattle's secondary is very weak. They're allowing the most passing yards per game in the NFL, as I said. And I expect Justin Jefferson to go off once again this week. I love him to go over 63.5 receiving yards. Now, a few other additional stats on Jefferson here. He played a season-high 85.7% of the snaps last week. He's over 100 yards in the last two games. And he's third in yards per reception at 21.8 and first in yards per target at 17.4. So you could potentially get three receptions only from Justin Jefferson in this game and still hit this over because Justin Jefferson is such a big time, big play player. So I like Justin Jefferson to go over. This may be my favorite prop on the slate for Sunday and I'm looking forward to it. Justin Jefferson over 63 and a half receiving yards. Thank you to everyone for watching this video. I'm really, really excited to continue the show for the rest of the season each week. And there's going to be no set number of player props each week. I just happen to like nine props this week, so I went with nine props. In other weeks, it could be 10. In other weeks, it could be six. I really like nine this week, so I went with nine. I didn't want to force it and go up to 10 and give everyone a bad pick just to get to the 10. I like nine. That's what I'm going to stick with this week. And if you did not already, be sure to like this video. Be sure to subscribe to this YouTube channel. You could follow me on Twitter at sports underscore bird. You could subscribe as well to my personal YouTube channel, which is sports bird, B-U-R-D that is. And every single week I have waiver wire advice on Tuesdays on that channel, as well as college football spread picks on Fridays. So be sure to subscribe to that as well. Thank you everyone once again. And if you have any questions, feel free to tweet at me, DM me, comment on this video, whatever you want to do. Goodbye and good luck on prop bets this week.